January 30th, 2019. How's it going, everybody? Oh my god, it's super cold over here in the Midwest, here in Detroit. It's minus 11 as I record this 10.30 in the evening on the January 30th. Uh, minus 11 Fahrenheit. What is that in Celsius? Like, minus 29? Minus 24. 23.8 to be exact. And then the wind chill, I think, is like pff, minus 30, which is close to... <laughs> the breaking point of the crossover point minus 34 celsius oh my god it is deep freeze over here uh and then i just got a mail from the work that the they're severely limiting the uh, gas usage in uh from the state so <laughs> except for the key facilities all the other facilities will be won't be available for work so it's highly recommended that people work from home Thursday and Friday, which is uh, interesting. Uh, <laughs> I never heard that before. So in a way, it's a bit of a snow day or the freezing day for the working adults over here, here in Michigan. So I mean, but you know, the, this past weekend, Monday on the 26th, was it 28th? Uh, it it snowed a lot. Saturday it snowed and it was freezing too. So we had a couple weekends leading up to this that was super freezing. So I I basically hunkered down indoors over here and i <laughs> i think i felt the cabin fever uh friday saturday sunday and monday and i finally went back to work tuesday yesterday and i was like god i was glad out to be out of the house because all i was doing was cooking at home being antisocial because i really didn't feel like communicating with anybody that much to be honest and i i, I was just playing grand theft auto online and <laughs> I, I i started having cabin fever and then i got so bored of roaming around in the Grand Theft Auto as well, and so I started playing the old, uh, what you might call it, the heist missions and other missions, and God, it got to a point where I got so frustrated, because we kept failing, and because we had zero team lives, and if you know how the GTA Online missions work, depending on the difficulty, you get a second chance coming back after you die, but no, not exactly, oh, now I get an emergency alert, due to the extreme temps, consumers asked everyone to lower their heat to 65 or less through Friday, what lowered their heat to 65 or less through friday oh, okay yeah so so wait i thought keep it minimum 60 but not more than 65 is that what they're asking but whatever man this 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 state you know the infrastructure jesus um is this the same warning in toronto i have no idea but anyways so uh anyways i'm playing the grand theft auto and then after about half an hour I keep failing one mission over and over I, and then the one guy left, and I got so frustrated. I was like, God dang, I, I'm sick of roaming around in the San Andreas over here. And then because you, you knuckleheads that keep screwing up, and I'm, I want to I wanna be, like, de-stressing here, decompressing. Instead, I'm getting stressed out even more outside of the work doing this shit. So I was just like, what the fuck? And then I found a bug with the GTA Online after the last patch that they got, which is the Arena War patch. So, which is basically like a battle royale, monsters, truck kind of thing, capture the flag game they got. Uh, after I played one full round for the first time ever, 
I lo- I noticed that all my ammos are gone. I mean, I still have my weapons, but the ammos were gone. So I filed a bug report, and then they just closed the bug report without any response, and they give me a survey. I was like, how is Aaron? And I'm like, I never talked to Aaron. I talked to another guy, Jason, through the live Q&A support, and he told me to just open a ticket, so I did. So I was like, what the hell is this? So anyways, I said, why did you close this ticket without saying anything? And it turns out I'm not the only one who had this weird bug. After playing the Arena War, all the ammos are gone. So I saw that Rockstar was like reimbursing people with the ca- the virtual currency cash, like $500,000 or whatever. But I'm like, dude, all the ammos I lost, if I refill, it's like 630 k or some shit. And I'm like, I'm not paying that. You could either give me my ammos back or give me some cash to the stipend. What the hell is this? So anyways, I reopened the ticket and then um so and I'm having cabin fever. I'm already stressing out. So I said I got to get out of the house. So I did. But then now they're telling me to stay home. And then the only the rent center is open for GM. So I'm like, "You know, what? I'm just going to walk to the rent center. And I'm just going to work there from downtown. I need to be out of my house environment cuz I'm sick of being inside right now." So anyways, that that's the situation. I got sick of watching TV. You know, the TV shows and all that that I kept watching over and over. It's like, you know what? Stop being lazy. And, you know, working from home, I don't mind it. But doing it multiple days, I don't know. I, I need a change of environment. I need a change of pace somewhere that I can just concentrate and wear a headset and work. So, anyways, we'll see what happens. Um, By the way, I, I forgot that it was a Super Bowl Sunday, this Sunday. <laughs> and then I, because I, I've been so busy at work. And then just like gym, uh, not gym, work, gym, work. You know, and then sleep, that kind of pattern. So uh, it's been going that way. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, shit, Super Bowl. And then I did watch the I did watch the conference finals, which was very entertaining. I caught the last minute of the New Orleans and then the Rams. Whose house? Rams house. Um, And then the all of the Patriots and the Chiefs. Uh, so I'm about a, a 10 days late on analyzing this. And then people are still angry about the pass interference missed call. Clearly, it was a missed call. However, some people mentioned this too. I don't know why New Orleans was like passing the ball in the first down in the minute 50 to go. And then that just set, that set themselves up to throw the ball in the third down in an obvious missed call. Now, was I for sure that like, oh my God, like the Saints would have iced it? Yeah, probably, theoretically, but who knows what might happen. And then the Chiefs and so, but anyways, uh, you know, Drew Brees was, didn't play that great, I'll be honest, that entire game. So, including the overtime interception that got tipped, obviously. But, you know, so the middle middle uh, defensive tackles that the Rams have, it's unbelievable. Aaron Donald, Dominican Sue, it's unbelievable. And then the, whatchamacallit, the Chiefs and the Patriots, when the Chiefs scored at the uh, with about 2.03 left and then took the lead, I said, this is way too much time. This is where the Andy Reid bad clock management comes in. I'm like... Why did they have to rush that just to throw the Patriots off? And I'm like, I don't like this. I don't like this. And then the pa- they eventually went to overtime. But I just said, I, I can't rule out Brady at this point. Can't re- rule out. And then, and then Brady won. And then the first three quarters, Patriots was just all over the Chiefs. And then the miraculous reason the O line did so good. And then the def- defense pretty much contained the KC K- offense except for the one huge ass game that they had, uh, 60 yard pass or whatever. And then the fourth quarter, whenever Mahomes had the ball, he was on the roll too. So the Patriots made sure that Mahomes didn't get the ball back. So, um, but even despite all that, I go like, dude, Patriots had pretty suspect defense, but for some reason it stepped up against the Chargers and the Chiefs. Will that happen again with the Rams? Possibly. What I'm more worried about is uh, 
Patriots protecting against that uh, defensive tackle, that defensive line that the Rams have. It's unbelievable. So even the Chiefs, I didn't think they had a great defense anyway, so I wasn't overly surprised when that happened. Uh, it's just that the road record that Brady has and then the AFC Championship game has been kind of atrocious the last few. So I was like, ah, I don't know about this. But, you know, uh, Patriots-Rams, since this is a, the, apparently the week leading up to the, the less than a week leading up to the Super Bowl, what do I think is going to happen? I don't know. It's kind of... It's kind of interesting that the Brady versus a Goff and then all that, the Rams versus Patriots. But really, this is uh, technically, from a franchise's perspective, it's a rematch of the 2002 Super Bowl between the St. Louis Rams, the greatest show on turf, versus the New England. Um, so is, is this going to be a revenge of the new Rams on the old Rams? Or Brady going to continue in the uh, Patriots and then the Bill Belichick you know, the experience and then all that wonderful jargons and then the, the, the veteran, veteranship, whatever the fuck you want to call it, is that going to overtake the young, the young, the fresh, the fresh me, the L.A. Rams. Uh, I am looking forward to it. I really have no favorites going either way. I'll be happy either way. Brady already established himself as the greatest quarterback of all time. And uh, I, as a Colts fan, I respect what he has achieved. Probably a Trump supporter. I disagree with that, but you know what? They get the shit done, and then I, and then the Rams, Sean McVay, young offense, you know, young mind. This is a new NFL. This is a new NFL, you know. And then the Jared Goff, probably the worst of the four quarterback, last four quarterbacks left. Is he a scheme quarterback, or is he actually a good quarterback? And then he couldn't take a snap under the center for a long time, at least in the first year. And now he's doing okay, although he fumbled one <laughs> against the New Orleans. But uh, will the nerves get to him first? Uh, let's see. Let's see. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I, I don't know how it's going to go. I don't know what the over and under is right now. I'm not going to make the predictions like I did last year or the two years ago, making prop bets and all that stuff. But um, I'm looking forward to it. I don't know where I'm going to watch it. I might just stay home. There's a halftime WWE NXT match going on, so I might just watch that. But I don't know how many people are interested in watching it, so I'll watch it. So... Uh, yeah, I might just stay home and then stay warm. Well, although on Sunday it's gonna be 42 degrees and it's gonna rain, so yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, yeah, now to the main story. Finally, finally, 10 minutes into this, almost. Um, LinkedIn. I gotta talk about that stuff. So, <laughs> for a very, very, very long time, I I really fi- found LinkedIn annoying more than the Facebook. Um, although I have pretty criticize and had to share my rationale as to why I don't like Facebook and its inter- interface and then some of the business tactics that the decisions they made. Uh, but honestly, like LinkedIn has become a bit of a cesspool, especially in the feedback. I So just to go back, what do I use LinkedIn for? You know, obviously, you know, updating, you know, I used to use it for job search. I thought the interface was pretty neat. And then you get the recruiter messages and whatnot, so blah, blah. I'm not actively looking or anything, but <laughs> sometimes I read stuff as they pop up, kind of like the Craigslist misconnection that's not there anymore. So uh, I just read the read what's, whatever's on there, like job description and stuff, serious stuff. The problem is with the feed, they bought this company called the, called the Pulse, which was a news website, a news aggregate website that had a lot of articles that people just like shared, you know, BuzzFeed or Inc.com and Fortune, uh, Business Insider, all that stuff. And they converted it into a news page, but now it's become a home feed page. The thing is, I find I find a lot of the articles completely useless. 
And a lot of people share the repeat of the same thing, either the Steve Jobs philosophy or, you know, what the, you know, the usual cliche, which is like, people don't leave, you know, people don't leave the bad job, people leave the bad management, you know, that kind of shit. Or like, you know, the Steve Jobs thing is like, uh, you know, the A players hire A plus players. So who knows what the hell the B players hire? B players hire C players. Who knows what the hell the C players are doing? And I, I, as a hater side of me goes, you know what? The only people who keep sharing that shit are probably the B, C, D people. So, and the notifications, that is way more useful for me to take a look and then see, oh, like somebody got promoted. Somebody started a new job. This many people looked at your profile. Congratulate this person on this new position. Trending now. And then the one useful one is like the trending now with the hiring pattern that they've been sharing. I think that it's called a LinkedIn economic graph. And then LinkedIn has this workforce report monthly, which I've been reading. It's like, hey, in my area, like in Detroit, it's like hiring is up this much by this percentage. And this is where the map of people coming in. Here's the top skills that's a surplus in Detroit. So maybe you shouldn't have it. Or you should be able to find a job that fits those skills. Here are the top top shortages of the of the skills in your city, in your market. I noticed that number one is oral communication. Back in November, I noticed this. And I go like, all right, hold on, hold on. Let me look at every single other market here. Today, what is, what is a lacking skill? It's, I, I'm sure it's not just... Detroit has this problem, so they got San Francisco Bay Area, New York City, Seattle, uh, Chicago, Kansas City, St. Louis, blah, blah, blah. They got all those different markets. It happened to be in Detroit, Houston, Miami, Fort Lauderdale, Minneapolis, Nashville, Philly, Phoenix, uh, St. Louis, D.C., Austin, Boston, Cleveland, Akron, Dallas, Fort Worth, Denver. So those are Atlanta. Those are the other markets. And every single one, just for shits and giggles, I open every single report and see what the biggest shortage is. And it's oral communication. So what do I do? Go to my skills page in LinkedIn and just add oral communication. And I go, I'm not one of those shortage people. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I just go like, that. Like, they, you, these are very interesting studies, especially where people move to. You know, it's usually the same old, especially for Midwest. It's like I, I look at the patterns. It's like uh, West Coast, like Bay Area, Chicago, uh, ooh, Boston. That's different. And then uh, Seattle, uh, you know, stuff like that. And then uh, who came over to Michigan the most? Like Wichita, Kansas. And then a whole bunch of Indian cities, New Delhi, Pune, Pune Hyderabad, Bangalore. Bangalore, Chennai, I go like IT forces, IT forces. Uh, yeah, or within Michigan, Saginaw, Lansing, Kalamazoo, Dallas, Minnesota. What the hell, Kalamazoo? That's like that's like a farmer hipster market over there, right? With the Western Michigan over there, Kalamazoo College, where Derek Jeter is from, the Kalamazoo. So, anyways, top three: Lansing, Wichita, Saginaw. And then the top three that left two from Detroit, San Francisco Bay Area, New York City, and Seattle. I came from Seattle. Holy shit. Did anyone come from the West Coast from this map, the greatest migration? No. Nothing. Read per 10,000 members. So this is a very useful report, and I just feel like, interesting, interesting. This is where people go. These are the demographics come and go. I go in the opposite direction. So I go like, I guess I'm the outlier here. <laughs> um, so, But anyways, I find the notification tab to be way, way more useful and an interesting feed. So I'm, I wish the notification tab is my home page because what is this all these stupid stuff promoted ones hey dream tech jobs are hiring we re we connect purpose-driven people with innovative startups in michigan 
And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Or somebody likes somebody's famous status, you know. Or usually if it's HR people, which there are a lot of, they just share the company message over and over. You know, the company own articles, kind of like the sports articles from the team hire journalists, you know, hiring and, you know, posting their own article kind of stuff. So, you know, and some of the, like, 99.9% of these I find absolutely useless. And then it's just like, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Oh, this is another one. Leadership is not about titles, positions, or flow charts. It is about one life influencing another. John C. Maxwell. Yeah, so... That that's great, but this is no different from Instagram and Facebook. And then I know some people are like, "Don't turn LinkedIn into Facebook," and I'm like, "I'm sorry." In ways, this is way worse because it cut. It's blatant that this is obvious, like not bullshit, but useless crap that just like keep harboring over and over and over. And then, oh, <laughs> uh, like, and then because I'm in an auto company now, they show promoted. Uh, some videos by gazillion followers or the many hits that's from other motor companies and I got like oh, what is this and then you get the occasional uh, what is it does a you know I left my job today after blank number of years usually 3 to 5 if it's 12 or 20 I'll be like damn but then if it's like 3 years or something I learned a lot you know difficult times and I go like and then some 100 people 50 people like it I'm like great but like what? what's the point is this a thank you letter? And I appreciate all my experiences. I never forget. I'm like, I, 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 I don't understand. Like, what, what's the point? What's the point? Like, it, it's good to get it out there, but, like, don't burn the bridge. You know, why did you leave? I, I want to know. That would be way more interesting to read than just, like, I learned a lot, the great deal. Now I'm moving on to my next journey, next chapter in my professional life or life in general. To, and then don't say where they're going. And I just go, like, you know, I, I hate seeing the repeat of these, like, so fast. Keep the positivity going, you know, messages. I, I can't take it. The false sense of positivity, I can't take it. So that's one that annoys the shit out of me, aside from the mean motivational speeches people got. The other one that I get annoyed is like, there are a lot of people who self-promote so much, and then there's a lot of circle of people who just like, you know, circle jerk, I call it. I mean, I'm not knocking their passion and energy. I mean, good for them. But at the same time, many of these people, I just go like, what, what? I I hustle. I'm a marketing chief or whatever of a no-name place. And then, like, you, you go to their profile, and, like, every 18 months, every year, you can't hold the same position, and you just keep self-promoting on and on. And then it's coming off as, to me, at least, is, like, how great they are. And I'm like, dude, can you can you stay in one place and get one thing done? What have you launched other than sharing the same motivational messages over and over? This is an absolutely useless shit. I haven't learned jack, you know? So... The, especially for a professional network, I guess I'm not the only one. I go like, I I want to learn something. I don't want to hear baseless, the, not baseless, just very fundamental, rudimentary, higher than whatever jargon sounding thing over and over. And then it's like, or, you know, I just go like, get, get, get over yourselves. And I just like mute, 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 mute. Or the other one, other articles like, five things that all the successful people do. Why people get up 4.30 in the morning? Why you should make your bed every morning? And I'm like, can you, sh- God, 
you do you. You do you. As long as, like, the biggest thing is you get your shit together, you move at the pace that you should be moving, not too slow, not too fast, or know when to pick up the fucking pace, when to slow down, and then reflect a little bit on your own. You know what? That's that's all you need. I mean, all of them have that same message, but I don't know why everyone have to tell the same story 50 gazillion different ways, you know? And then Gary V is right. What did he say? I'm giving my advice for free because he knows that 99.5% of the people ain't going to do shit. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? I agree. That's why I, I don't say it. <laughs> and then, But I'm like, I don't say it to everybody. Like, I do it this way because I know 99.5% will do it. But it's Gary V. One guy can do that. There can be one. Like, who is it? Phil Jackson who said it? God, look at me dropping a fucking sports analogy here. Like, I sound like a fucking LinkedIn article, bait, like, clickbait article. You know, they can be on one tennis rodman on a team you can tolerate. And then I'm like, Gary Vee, you're one of them in the social media circle, in the professional sense, entrepreneurship, blah, 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 whatever, marketing you want to call it. But, you know, I, oh my God, this is another one. I'm just, like, sifting through. I never lose. Either I win or I learn. No, people do lose. You do lose. And then you learn from the mistakes. <laughs> You learn from bad choices, which is mean you lose. You lose somewhere. People lose. You lose your energy. You lost your time. You lose. You lose money. You know there is a loss somewhere. There, that's the balance. You can't always look at it like I'm always at a plus hundred. Yes, and then as much as you go plus hundred, you get a minus ten, minus twenty, minus two hundred somewhere. Okay, that's the risk taking. That's the risk, like risk versus reward, right? So you can't just like live in a bubble like this. This is like you can't you can't do this. Either I win or I learn. I'm like, yeah, you don't want to have a word like losing it, but if you come to your objective senses, you do lose. And then you need to understand what you lost, then you learn what you lost. And then you go from there. It's like, shit, I went too much to this side or like, oh, I pushed the boundaries so much, you know? And then you lose. You you lose people's respect, you lose you lose your argument. You lose decision making. You lose out on that promotion. So you learn after that. So don't ever. I really don't want to say never. I say I use that wrestling, you know, the phrase way too often. Never say never. But then if if it's really sounding like a never, because a zero is a never zero, I just go like, you know what? Never say never, but it's pretty insurmountable. You know, that's what I say. If it's very very slim to none, close to none. But I never get to that extremity. I I I learned that, you know. But I just go like, don't go to the extremes. This is another false sense of like, oh, whatever that, whatever shit people do. Oh, uh, well, employee, uh, look at this. Employees who stay when they are paid well, mentored, challenged, promoted, involved, appreciated, valued, on a mission, empowered, trusted. Your most important assets are your clients. It's your loyal employees. If you take care of your employees, they will take care of your clients. Ah, true, yes. But some of these things need to be self-initiated, in my opinion. Like, especially the words like empowerment, you know, challenge. And I'm like, have you challenged yourself enough? Have you did all what you can do within your power and the control to do what needs to be done instead of expecting to be empowered, expecting someone to challenge you, you know? That's the way I see it. I sound like a libertarian that way, but I'm like, I know. I'm going to sound like a Gary Vee. 99.9%, I'm going to go higher, of people do not even look back. 
before they blame the employer or something. All, all, but the, all, all the middle managers and all those people, the greatest people, know there's a lot of organizational flaws out there. Otherwise, if there's a perfect organization, that company would be the happiest, most profitable. It, it satisfies everybody. But nobody's perfect. But there's some companies, some cultures that get more shit done, you know, because of the people internally. So you can't just be coddled. It's not an age thing. It's like people usually go like, oh, millennials are so coddled and shit. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I've seen a lot of lax people in other cultures too who've been there 10, 15, 20 years. It's just like, ah, that's the way it is. And then like just like be okay with mediocrity and all that stuff. And some of those people share this shit and be like, I was not challenged. I was not appreciated. I was. I didn't feel like I was a mission. I'm not empowered. I, I wasn't trusted. And I'm like... I don't know. What have you done to push your boundary a little bit, huh? You know? And then stop saying something like, I never lose. I always win or learn. I don't know what these people want and learn, you know? But then at the same time, they're always like, I always lost of my respect, the appreciation, the value, you know? So I'm like, come on, man. What have you tried differently, you know? Oh my god, here's another one from Jack Ma. A good boss is better than a good company. A good boss would discipline you, train you, and develop you. Uh, yeah, sure. But at the same time, I feel like the, you should give an assurances to your boss. You know, like, hey, what do you want me to do? And like, don't, don't ask. It's like, that's like quantifying in a different way. It's like, am I doing a good job? No, not like that. It's like discipline you, train you. It's like, hey, yeah, push the boundaries a little bit and then see where the discipline line comes in and then where your boss trains you and then tries to develop you to be a better-ass human being. So you don't, you don't have to be disciplined every time and you have the autonomy and empowerment and the respect and the value that you would perform. Why don't people think about that? Have you done your absolute best? Have you ever pushed yourself to the boundary? You know? So I just go like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I really think 99.9% of the people... Do not do their absolute best. It is an environment. It's their nature of it. That's fine. But, you know, I learned that, you know, as much as I fumble and bumble around here and there, pushing the boundaries a little bit, I do that with a reason. I do that with a measure. That, like, see how far I can go here. See how fast I can go here. See how much I can motivate people to go here. If I'm energetic, can I share that passion and energy to get people going, you know, as a... PM or whatever, you know, I'm not, the, I'm, I'm, I'm the facilitator and enabler, and as much as I enable, I gotta say, I gotta enable as much positive energy as possible, at the same time, I gotta put some reality in here, and some of these people, I cannot coddle and do that all the time, you know, I'll be the bad cop, I'll be the Mark Wahlberg, okay, I'll be the Mark Wahlberg, you know, someone else be the Rock, someone else be the John Cena, someone else be the Will Ferrell, I don't know, <laughs> so, I, I learned that, and then I just go at the pace that I do. But, you know, I, 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 I stop expecting to a such a level. I just go like, you know what? Let's see. Let's see how far I can go. Oh, here's another one. Most people do not listen with the intent to understand. They listen with the intent to reply. Well, that is the art of active listening. And as much as I throw words, I nod. This is one thing I go like, yeah, this is what happens too, you know? At the same time, I go like, I always go, yeah, I understand. Yeah, I understand. Well, here's reality. We're in this time zone here now. Let's pick it up. Let's pick it up. That's all I'm saying. If you can't pick it up, let me know what I can do to help pick it us, pick this up. You know? So I just go, I understand. I understand. It's like, I don't know what you want me to do. Yeah. 
<laughs> that happened today too. So I'm like, whatever. So, you know, I somebody give some practical guideline here, you know. But then again, I'm like, people want to. I guess the, these this feed, you know, just wants people to feel positive about themselves. Like I don't want to hear bad news. Oh my God, here's another one. A boss who micromanages is like a coach who wants to get in the game. Leaders guide and support, and then sit back to cheer from the sidelines. Simon Sinek. Yes, I agree. Four types of bad bosses that make the employees want to employees want to quit. Ah, uh, how about the employees who the employers want to see quit? You never see the converse of that argument, do you? Here's my, my here's my perspective from a middle manager, the least appreciated position in any corporate environment or any group. You know, you're either the quarterback. Or you're the kicker or the running back. Look at me with a sports analogy. It's endless. No one talks about being an offensive lineman. No one talks about being an offensive coordinator or the offensive line coach. It's either the head coach, general manager, and then the star quarterback, the highest paid player. You know? It's never it's never the people in between who was in the trenches getting the concussion in between, the head, getting their head shaken. Jesus, look at me sounding like a usual business people with all the sports analogies. But then again, it's Super Bowl week. So, why? what is this? What is this shit? Uh, continuing our $20-$21 billion art, fine art exhibit. What do you prefer? Monet or Matisse? Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? What does this have to do with a professional thing? It's just a promotion for some other art gallery. Who gives a shit? Stop commenting on this shit. Why MGM Resort is cutting 2,000 jobs. Somebody like this? Jesus. Uh, nothing can stop Google. DuckDuckGo is trying anyway. I use DuckDuckGo, but it's... Who wrote this Medium article? I clicked on it like an idiot. Um, okay, some guy. Is he working for, is he working for DuckDuckGo? Eh, not quite. But I'm like, okay, whatever. I knew about DuckDuckGo. Looks like fun. And then some, oh yeah, you get those other cheddar and the weird short clip square video articles about, hey, look at this like, technology. And I'm like, I don't give a shit. I see that on Facebook all the time. And then I go like, you know what? I, 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 this is the longest that I scroll through a LinkedIn homepage, which is absolutely useless. I hate this tab so much. I just, my network, I don't, I don't care about this one either. Jobs page is pretty clean, although some interface parts I really found it hard to hard to track compared to the mobile app. So I was just like, I, I, I don't know. And then messaging, messaging is neat. Although I don't know that the enter by default sends everything instead of going to the next space. So that was a little confusing. Notifications, you know what? This is where, yeah, <laughs> this is where the fun. Hey, let's see what the fuck is going on comes up. And then there are other pages like learning insights, advertise groups. I don't know people use groups anymore. Salary, I saw that come up recently. Slide share. I guess this is where people share knowledge, like it's a document thing. Ugh. Ugh, it's a book trailer. Sorry, you know. But I'm like, eh, it's a very few. I understand LinkedIn is trying its best to provide more product solutions, deviations of whatever to compete against. Learning, for example, like Coursera, Udemy. I understand insights something and then the salary kind of like payscale.com or the glass door you know with a vast amount of database that they have it's just an extra field of your salary groups this is like facebook groups it completely died i don't know who's in groups anymore uh profinder i don't know what the hell that is slideshare there are a whole bunch of script and other you know document sharing public document sharing websites is obviously competing with that 
what service do you need? What is a profinder? This is like, what? This is like a Craigslist. Well, they already have a work jobs page, so what's the difference here? Fuel your small business. Achieve your career goals. Prepare for your interview. Here are the pros. I guess it's like a free consulting service. So what the hell is the difference between this and the thing? Advertise. That's just advertise. That's for the HR people and then the marketing people. Insights. That's similar to salary, but it, this is a talent insight specifically. Boy, I wonder how many directors are on this thing. Homepage, network connection, jobs, messaging, notifications, and then other products. Learning, insights, advertise groups, slideshare, salary, profinder. LinkedIn business services. There's more. Talent solutions, sales solutions, post a job, advertise, learning solutions, create a company page. Po- God, it's a, it's a bit of a mess. Now I'm looking at it more and more. You know what? This is going to get cleaned up at one point. This is going to... Somebody's going to consolidate here after Microsoft bought them. <laughs> oh, so I'm just like, you know, it, it's a clutter. This is a goddamn clutter looking at this thing. And then the targeted advertisement it's doing, I'm like, I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. So you know what? Good luck. It's a I, Microsoft bought this thing. Salesforce almost bought it. Didn't Twitter? They Salesforce almost bought Twitter, and then they gave up. You know, so I'm just like, you know what? Meh. So I found the homepage this fee to be incredibly useless, 99.99% of the time, and then it just it, it, this is not helping me. This is not. It's a lot of self promotion, as it is on any social network site. Notification page, I wish were my home page more than anything. If I get rid of the home page and then I get the notification as the main thing, I'd be fine. All the other products, I have no idea. I already have Udemy, so why would I go to the LinkedIn Learning? What is the difference here? You know, start your free month. I guess it's a monthly service. You know, uh, so anyway, so that that's my... Ah, I LinkedIn needs a massive cleanup. Kind of like Facebook, kind of like Instagram. It needs to be cleaned up. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's, that's my greatest beef with LinkedIn. It just, it, sometimes I feel like it's worse than Facebook. You see the Facebook retread on the fucking LinkedIn homepage. I go like, the only way to support that is people stop feeding into this shit, you know. And then I, I don't feel like muting every single time. Just give me the core information. The advertising, the promoted stuff, like here's a workspace or something. You know what they really should do? Just show the job postings. That's the point of coming to a LinkedIn anyway. I don't. I never. I never come in and be like, boy, I really wonder what's up on LinkedIn. You know, what's going on with these people? The only time you really look that shit up is like if you're bored out of your mind at work, or you're looking for a new job, or you're you're like you're in a fear that you might lose a new job, or you know that somebody could lose a lose a job and see what the fuck they're doing. You know, it's another creeping tool anyway. So give me all the good creeps to do. <laughs> Not this other garbage bullshit that I already see on Instagram with the yoga, yoga quotes and all that shit. But anyways, no, that that's my hot take on it. I'm sorry if it, if it I, I didn't go as hard hitting as I I you thought I was gonna go. Sorry, I'm a little tired, but I knew I had to get this one out of the way. And then I I guess I griped on some people who feed into this shit quite a bit too. But you know what? I'm not knocking their passion. I'm not. I just think their energy could be concentrated into something better and useful. That's how I feel about many things in general. People could be more efficient. You know, workers could, especially because we're talking about LinkedIn, could be way more fucking efficient, you know? Everybody, people are too relaxed. <laughs> you know? All the climate change and the fucking, 
planet is moving faster than people at this stage, you know, that fucking Arctic's melting faster than some people doing their job, in my opinion, you know, no, <laughs> human beings could be way more efficient, but we're not, that's a problem, and then I, I, at least I have a self-awareness to improve that, and then I at least talk it out and be honest with myself, so, I hope you think about that. Instead of blaming your manager for everything, which anyone can do at any time, think about you. Have you done your utmost? Have you ever pushed the boundary to the maximum and have provided the energy and passion and all that? If not, what the fuck are you going to do about it? It's no different from gym. You know, you got to sometimes self-shame in the front of the fucking mirror instead of getting on a TLC. My 600-pound life. I'm sorry, that's a fat-ass country argument, you know? I'm sorry that some of these people went through psychotic, psychotic trauma and all that shit. What, if it's a, what about those kids in the famine and shit? Do you don't think they're going through a fucking trauma, you know, seeing their family members die? Do they get fat? No, they can't because they don't have the resources like they do here in North America. People get fat. But you know what? Sometimes you got to get up and you got to get out of your fucking sour grapes and then just... Stop swallowing all the wallowing and all that shit. All that ice cream stuffing. Eating a whole stick of butter every five minutes. Stop that shit. I'm sorry. I sound like a goddamn harsh Republican libertarian here. But sometimes you got to take the action yourself. Same thing for LinkedIn. Stop this. Stop feeding into the monster of bullshit. So anyways, that's it. Thank you for listening. I haven't checked my podcast email in a long, long time. I'm sure I got way more Nigerian Prince help or the, some United Nations fund that I got to fund. Or United Stations, UNICEF money is waiting for me that I gotta pick up. So I'm gonna check that out this weekend when I get a chance, okay? I'm gonna go to the Red Wings game. I'm gonna stay warm. I wanna get the fuck out of the house. I, I wanna stop having a cabin fever. But anyway, thanks for listening. If you have any comments or feedback or all that wonderful stuff, if you wanna shoot some positivity this way, send it on the email a-show.outlook.com. a-show.outlook.com. Subscribe, tell your friends. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, Pocket Cast, whatever pod thing you use. Not on Spotify yet because Spotify is racist. No, I'm kidding. Uh, and then uh, we'll check back in a couple weeks. So uh, before that, happy early Chinese New Year, New Year next week. The first week of February. And then uh, we'll talk to you just before the family. Nobody's-